0: Sandra, 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 Sandra. The Healing Formula is an all-natural OTC wound care formula developed for bed sores and other chronic wounds. The Healing Formula was invented by a home care nurse and is 100% guaranteed. Please visit our website at www.healingformula.com or call us at 800-357-2944. That's 800 357 2944.
1: Good day and welcome to A Call to Consciousness with author and host Brian McClure. Brian and his guests share their personal stories to empower you in knowing that you too are the difference makers in our world. Now, here's your host, Brian McClure. Oh, I've been
0: smiling Hi,
2: and welcome to A Call to Consciousness. This show is brought to you by the Universal Flag Companies. The universal flag and symbol represent the oneness of everyone and everything. You know, in the, uh, in the past few months, I have been off the air due to some uh, scheduling for some sports, but it is great to be back. When we last talked, I had just taken a trip to Africa. I visited Sierra Leone and then went on to Uganda, and I started uh, talking about the deprivation that I saw over there, the things that I really wasn't aware of or wasn't really ready for. Tonight, my guest that's going to be on the show is an extraordinary human being. It's John Paul Joria He is the co-founder and chairman of the uh, Paul Mitchell Systems. And uh, like many of us, he created his own uh, wealth, his own opportunities in life, and. Unlike many of us, he has turned around and been a real solution to a number of the global problems that we have in our world. Whether we're talking about the Children's Hospital in Los Angeles, or food for the poor, uh, or food for Africa, whether we're talking about trees, water, or people globally, or creating awareness of AIDS, John Paul has been very proactive and right at the cutting edge of helping others to be able to give back to communities, as he's done in a big way. John Paul, welcome to uh, Call to Consciousness. Ah, see
3: You're very, very welcome.
2: <laughs> I understand that you just uh, came back from Africa.
3: Yes, I did. In fact, we arrived one hour ago here in Austin. Uh, we took off yesterday flew from South Africa to London, then from London to Dallas and just got here to Austin.
2: Oh, fantastic. Um, have you been over there before, John Paul? Yes, I have. I've been over there several times. What what was your first impression when you got to Africa?
3: I mean, the first time I got to Africa? Yep. First time I went to Africa was uh, to get together with Nelson Mandela, Brad Pitt, and uh, Richard Branson mm-hmm. to form Mindseekers. Uh, we're an operation uh, whose goal was to try and remove about 70 million landmines off the planet. I thought it was a great place. Uh, needless to say, I was very excited getting there to, just to meet Nelson. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, to get into the country a little bit. It's a beautiful country. I mean, when you get outside the city, what a fabulous place. Just a really nice place.
2: And the people are so connected to everyone that comes. I was really amazed at how uh, loving and kind the people were, even though they'd been through very, very difficult times.
3: That is true. Even in the cities where you have, you know, a real concentration of people, they're really, really nice to you in the country. You couldn't find nicer people uh, in all the world. They're just incredibly
2: sweet people. Mm -hmm. The one thing that kind of surprised me was the huge numbers where I was. In Sierra Leone, they had gone through an 11-year war Uh that had only ended five years before, and of course, the movie uh, Blood Diamonds was was right out of Sierra Leone. It was very, And I visited with a number of the amputees. I visited with a number of the uh, people who had left the provinces that were afraid to go back because the rebels had simply moved back to their villages, and they could identify who had burned the villages down or or killed their families. It was was a very uh, interesting situation um, because it it caused... uh, The inability, or it causes the inability for literally uh, hundreds of thousands of children to become streetless. They don't have uh, uh, street children. They don't have parents. A number of them have lost them to AIDS, lost them to the war or disease. And uh, education, what I didn't realize in Africa was that you have to pay for education, and the majority of children don't get that privilege, something that we take for granted on a daily basis. Yeah, that is so correct. Now, I saw where you are working down in southern Africa. Mm -hmm. Um, You're working with children that are actually going to school, and you're taking care of uh, a lot of the dietary problems they have with at least one meal a day that can create nutrition for them
3: yeah we chose to take care of through food for Africa uh, children from one day old to 12 years old that's the ones we were, went after mm-hmm. they're all orphans of AIDS and what we do is feed them a complete, nutritious meal a day with every vitamin their mind needs to develop. Unless a person's mind develops nutritionally up to age 12, there's no way they can have full use of their brain after that. I mean, it kind of stops right there. So you have to have a nutritious, uh, you know, diet in you uh, between zero and 12 years old, or there's not much hope for you. But while we're there, the whole houses that we have for the kids—they're all over the place. We uh, do about 18,000 and children. We at Paul Mitchell Hair Care personally feed about 7,500 every day, but we also give them an education. We have a schoolhouse for them and a safe place to stay at night while they're there. So it's really a a, a nice little situation that we have there in South Africa.
2: That's an incredible model that you've set up. How is it that uh, that model can be transferred to other countries?
3: can't be transferred. You just need the volunteers at the other end. I'll give you an example. You talked about Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone blood diamonds it was exactly while Sierra Leone was. Uh, a friend of mine and myself, uh, Michael Kendrick, we bought a diamond mine a few years ago in Sierra Leone, immediately turned over 20% ownership to the local tribe and doubled the wages of everybody working there. Well, of course, it was day and night. Everything changed day and night. The community was happy. Everybody, you know, had a piece of everything. And the goal was, once we got profits out of that mine, that we would open up another mine, another mine, another mine. Dude, all that was just the profits. Mm-hmm. And then turn them over to the local people. Open it up, turn over to the local people. Get more profit, open it up, turn open another one to the people. We thought that would be our way of getting people to function and take care of themselves. That's what's very important. Mm-hmm. When you look at the kids we have in Africa, we're going to take good care of them to the age of 12 years old. But after that, from 12 to 17, the majority will probably get into drugs prostitution or some way to survive and the less than a majority will ever make it to be you know let's say productive citizens of the country where they contribute back it's really sad but we picked a zero to 12 year olds because they were the ones that no one wanted they're the ones that were away from the big cities and the ones that would have died if we didn't step
2: in that's absolutely true one of the things that, that you allow those children to do, because when I was in Sierra Leone, I helped to uh, open a school, and there were only 155 students there. It was one of the few free schools that were available for the, for the, for the kids in the inner city in that, Freetown. That was a
3: big free school. There was 150 students. That was a big free school.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there were 650 students that applied. And, you know, we're talking four-, five-, and six-year-olds and only 155 were able to get in and one of the things that I've told our listeners is that when you think of a school, you think of desks in a classroom and lights you know, the schools that are opened over there have dirt floors, they have uh, a rudimentary uh, roof in in other words, it's flat, it has a few bamboo pieces that has a tarp over it and it's by no means waterproof and uh, you know, there are no windows and there really are no Uh, 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 there's no ability to keep the noise of the street out of the school, but it is a place that they can at least learn the basics. And what I've said is it's about giving a hand up, not a hand out, and that's what will help each individual community in each country.
3: It's interesting because in South Africa, it's quite similar. You have four walls, a door to get in. The roofs are mostly tin roofs there with holes in them. In fact, at one of the schools I'd visited two years ago, they were jumping up and down with joy. They were jumping through the roof because for an extra 100 bucks, I bought them a brand-new roof that wouldn't leak. It was something <laughs> that basic that makes their lives.
2: You know, I, I put uh, part of the roof on uh, the school and in, in the school that we opened up also. But one of the things I noticed about the tin roofs, if, if we could get some very simple uh, uh, silicone over there to help the people in, in the huts. I visited a number of the AIDS-ridden communities that, um, you know, grandmothers were actually raising six to nine grandchildren and some children that weren't even theirs because everyone else had died from aids Uh and uh when it rains they no one can really sleep and it's simply because of the holes that are in the tin roof Uh and i'm sure that there's a simple solution to that
3: yes get a new tin, tin roof or put a tarp over it and that's about the extent of it and tin roofs aren't that expensive but the thing is they have no money there Mm -hmm. So anything is of just tremendous help, my goodness. We just finished shooting our new ad campaign for 2009 uh, in Africa. We just got back with my son and uh, my wife from shooting our ad campaign. And the whole campaign is going to show how in life... No matter how bad we think we have it, there are others that are a lot worse off and that we're really one world trying to help one another. A lot of people ask, well, guys, why don't you just do that in the Appalachian Mountains of the United States or in the inner city? We definitely have problems in the inner city and in the Appalachian Mountains. But when you take a look at what these people have and their problems, my gosh, what we have is twice, ten times better than what they have over there in their areas. It's just uh, it's amazing. But in the ad campaign, we're going to talk about how unity helps the world become better, and how we have to think globally about taking care of everybody, and everybody will to up taking care of us at the same time.
2: You know, John Paul, those are tremendously uh, welcome words that I hear you saying. You know, when I went over, I went over with The universal flag, which is the first symbol that our world has had. is in 110 countries that represents the oneness of everyone and everything. It takes away the illusion of separation and it allows us to be in service to others, simply giving the information that we have. And one of the most glaring things that I saw about the country were the conditions that those 155 students uh, when they had to go to the bathroom, the, the, the absolutely horrendous conditions, and I recognized that in our worst places, we wouldn't allow our pets to go in their toilets because they aren't really toilets, That's and crazy. they don't even have toilet paper. Nope, either a bucket or a hole in the ground. Exactly, and a lot of times an overflowing hole in the ground. Yep. Um, but, you know, it's something that they put up with in each new day. Certainly. Did you notice
3: also all the kids over there, no matter how bad off they were, when you're around, they're smiling and happy and just glad to have something uh, there, just to have anything?
2: Absolutely. We
3: were blown away at that, just how happy and content they were. They had a little bit of food, people smiling, holding them. And when you held these orphans during our photo shoot, we held some of the other orphans, they just hugged us like there was no tomorrow. We had <laughs> one on each leg, one. they just hugged us. They were just full of love and appreciative for any lover we would give them. Very appreciative.
2: Always ten on your hand, on each hand, weren't there? Oh, yes. Yes, that's that's something that will not leave me as we went into some of the uh, poorest uh, communities that had been there for many, many years. And we're talking just 11 kilometers outside of a major city, but there is no transportation and certainly no electricity and no water. And the thing that struck me the most was that... Um, we need to, if, if, as, as a world, we can start to help educate them on simple things like sanitation or even AIDS. You know, I was concerned, I ask all the communities and the people, how can AIDS be such a problem here? And then I found out that it is part of their culture that they may go out with concubines or, you know, they're forced into prostitution because they need money. And it's just something that has proliferated for many, many, many years, and it has devastated the country.
3: About four years ago, when I met with Nelson Mandela about the AIDS situation, he had mentioned to me that there was 13 billion dollars that went into South Africa to fight AIDS. Only about three billion was even effective. And he explained to me what happened. They had so many people that went out into the country, to all these little tribes, to give them advice and instructions how to use condoms. And they would take, take the equivalent of a, uh, of a broomstick and show people how to put the condom over the br- broomstick, <laughs> you know, to, to give an example. Then went home. Well, at that time, four years ago, about 25% of all females in the country had hiv Mm -hmm. today by the way there's more than 30 percent just in south africa alone well they were wondering well what went wrong so they sent a team out there to try and figure it out one smart person on the team went inside of one of the huts in one of the little villages and saw a stick leaning against the side of the room with a propylastic over it in other words they thought that by putting it over this piece of wood that it would all of a sudden prevent AIDS. Well, from that point forward, they had the instructions on the condom on where to put it and not over <laughs> the piece of wood. I mean, that, that's how basic the, the, it was. And as you say, uh, like people, for example, were uh, thinking uh, via their witch doctor, if you have sex with a virgin and you have AIDS or HIV, it'll cure it. Well, needless to say, it didn't cure it, and it spread it everywhere. Two of the girls that were with us four days ago on our photo shoot at our orphanage were very, very young. And, uh, gosh, I'm going to guess to be 12, 13 years old. And they were raped several times by mm-hmm. such a situation. Very, very sad.
2: Well, another, another sad thing in, in, in a lot of the African countries is that there is no age limitation for marriage. In other words, uh, men can marry 12 year olds or 13 year olds. And, sad. and, you know, there are, uh, Uh, cultural uh, and tribal customs that are very slow to uh, break down. You know, we we met with uh, NAMPIP, who's working on uh, female uh, genital mutilation. And, you know, each step is just one small step forward. The thing that really stuck with us is the tremendous... uh, uh, movement forward, the things that are happening. There are many, many groups that are over there. The one comment that I had when I got back was that the groups that are over there haven't done a very good job in branching out and connecting up with each other. Correct. And, you know, I was thinking that maybe the universal flag, since it's accepted by so many countries and so many different groups, maybe can be that symbol that starts to bridge the gap and allows others to be less territorial and start to say, hey, which group are you working with? Because, you know, just a matter of five kilometers away from one place, you're talking to a whole new tribe that speaks a whole different language. Yes, you are. And, you know, I started thinking, how, how could we really help, you know, change in some of the areas where we're talking about functional illiterates, adults, children who have never gone to school, they can't read, they can't write, they're not going to be able to read the signs but maybe like a traveling minstrel show that teaches about AIDS and teaches about what we'd like them to know, done with their culture in mind, and uh, really that can be spread through many, many, many different parts You know, as we get volunteers in those countries. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of opportunities over there, and, and, and each one of those and each one of us that's over there um, you know, as we start to join up, and, and there has, has certainly been a huge population coming in working with non governmental groups. Uh-huh. And you guys are, are not really working through the government, are you? No, You're well, working I'm through non government,
3: right? We just do it personally.
2: And independent gets it right into the hands of the people who really need it the most.
3: That's correct. And I'll tell you, some of our biggest fundraisers for Food for Africa are students, cosmetology students. We call them future professionals. They go to Paul Mitchell uh, cosmetology schools. Every single year, part of our culture is to be involved in fundraising for the world. And these kids, it's amazing what they do to get out there to raise money to not only help the local communities and countries, but other countries like Africa out, these are kids going to cosmetology school in the United States, but it's part of the culture we teach them how to not only have a great career in cosmetology, but how to give back and be happy along the way.
0: <laughs>
2: and
3: you're, we're seeing more and more of that happening, by the way, worldwide. We're not the only ones. There's other people that think the same way we do.
2: Absolutely. You know, I would love to get you or your teachers some information on the Universal Flag so that maybe you can help to uh, uh, spread that it's already in a number of places, but it needs to have every group spread it because it's really not my symbol it's it's everyone's symbol and it and it really breaks down a lot of the barriers that we have that create the illusions of well, this is the border, so we really can't go over here sure. one of the things I saw in Africa that surprised me was that when you travel from country to country. Um, Africans, we're used to traveling all over the United States, but they don't have the ability to travel to other countries, and they really don't know what's going on in the country right next to them. When I talk to the people in Uganda and I ask them about Rwanda and the Sudan, where we've had genocide in the past 10 years and, and wars going on for a long time, they really aren't aware of what's going on because they don't have the ability to have news on television they don't have the ability to uh... visit those locations and so it tends to be at the borders where problems you know where where, where there are problems that happen and people that uh... are losing their lives and that's something that um, was a surprise to me also probably because i'm coming from here and it sounds like one of the things that you're doing is one of the things that i think that we need to have is more information and more actual film of showing what it's like for those people living. Because when I went to Africa, everyone told me I should go to um, uh, the the mountains here and also over to uh, the Indian reservations, and why in the world would I go somewhere else? And, you know, I agree. We have destitute people here. But what I saw over there was much, much worse.
3: I think uh, what's happening also is here in the United States we have more programs going on, and there's less destitution. I know that we have, for example, that we work with in uh, Los Angeles, Chrysalis, that helps thousands of homeless get jobs. Uh, Many years ago, we helped take the entire Indian nation, the Native Americans, and keep them on their tribal land, their elders, by giving them uh, weaving uh, material, buying flocks of churro sheep, giving them retail outlets for their blankets and their rugs, and it was so much easier to take care them here, because once you do that, it's Mm self-sustaining. People get jobs People have a way of life over there. It's very difficult to give people a way of life, very difficult, Mm -hmm. because there is such poverty there. So one has to only help feed the young ones no one else wants to feed, but give them a future and a way of life. Now, we try to do that through Sierra Leone by getting them in the mining business, Mm -hmm. buying and turning it over to them, but globally there are more people, by the way, that are philanthropic, that care about it per capita than the history of this planet. And a lot of people say, well, yes, but there's 6 billion people now, so of course more people are going to care about others, but it's per capita. Per capita, there are more people today caring about about the world, making a better place to live. And what you're going through right now is a frequency rising on the planet Earth. The frequency is rising. And within the next three or four years, you're going to see the amount of people caring about the world, as well as your own community, double, triple, maybe even quadruple. It's just a frequency that's going on. The more people talk about it, the more people that do good, the more the energy vibrates out to others.
2: Absolutely. And it's changing our planet. It's changing it one mm-hmm. day at a time. In a good What are some of the other things that people, do you think, that the the people that are listening can do to help uh, to become a part of the solution? You know, a lot of people feel powerless. They say, well, geez, John Paul can do that because he has the ability to do that, or Brian did that. I can't do that.
3: Oh, yes, they can. Let me tell you how. (laughs) Okay. When I was, uh, oh gosh, uh, in my early 20s, I wanted to give back. I had no money. Most of us didn't in the 60s. But I would show up at Griffith Park. I used to live in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. where they would have the feed-ins on Sunday or Thanksgiving or Christmas and I'd get in line helping feed the homeless or those that wanted to eat. And here's how it works. If everybody realizes that you're here and you gotta pay a little bit of rent for being here, just a little bit of rent for somebody else. It's as easy as you walk down the street, you see a piece of paper on the ground or a bottle that maybe you didn't throw there, there's a trash can nearby. Why don't you just pick it up and throw it? Or smile to someone that's walking at you while you're walking at them. Our kids, for example, in raising this money to help these kids at Food for Africa, they were very ingenious. They didn't have any money, but they want to raise money for others they even in our Orlando Florida school had a topless car wash now before you think differently <laughs> they had this big sign saying topless car wash people would screech on the brakes and pull in and all of a sudden <laughs> these kids would jump out that went to our school and they would wash the whole bottom of the car and then they would say well how about the top of the car they said it's a topless car wash that's a few <laughs> dollars more <laughs> very ingenious little ways they, were, they had cut a thaws, just ingenious ways But people don't have to give money. You could give of your time as simple as Smile when you walk down the street to somebody else. When you have a bummer day and you walk outside, smile to somebody, even though it's not your best day. It'll make you feel better. Do a little something and it doesn't take money to do it. If everybody thought about doing a little something to do something better for everybody else in the community, a little teeny thing that's all they've got to do and it doesn't take money, they change the world. The problem has been in the past, but not the present, people wait for the multitudes to do it oh, the multitudes are doing, is really popular, I'm going to join the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. But what they forget is the multitudes are made up of individuals. So each individual doing his own thing to do a little something to make the planet better creates more multitudes because the individuals make the multitudes.
2: I like your thinking. I like everything that you just said. You know, picking up a piece of garbage for a lot of people, they may not think that's important, but the planet, the environment is part of the whole process and that's one of the things that I also noticed that you were very active in tell us about what you're doing with the environment
3: well, a variety of things, uh, very active with Waterkeeper. Waterkeeper is an organization uh, that cleans up the waterways of the United States, Canada, and other parts of the world. I'm on the board of directors with Bobby Kennedy and some other really super fine people. And what we do is we go out and we bust polluters. We take the big corporations to court and we win all of our cases. Use the money to patrol the rivers, the waterways, and clean up the waterways of this planet. Now we're branching out other countries Mm
1: -hmm. also
3: at Paul Mitchell with American Forest we are what you call carbon neutral our entire tea tree line every single thing that we make on it and what it takes to bring it to production what it takes for the car and the carbon used and the people every single bit of carbon used to make that whole Paul Mitchell tea tree line is so carbon neutral it means that we plant more trees to American Forest then, the amount of carbon we use to replace the the carbon on the planet, so there 's a lot of this that 's going on right now, and we enjoy it tremendously. If you look at solar energy it 's going to be a big way of the future because there 's new technology coming out at uh, solar uh, at sun solar solar king. Uh, international. Uh, they have a fabulous new technology they're working on right now in uh, Pacific Palisades. It's called Solar King. Uh, I'm sorry, Sun King Solar. Sun King Solar Pacific Palisades. Mm-hmm. It's a new technology where you could have solar energy for less than $2 a watt. It's a film they're working on, which means that uh, within a matter of two or three years, you, it's so reasonable you could put it all over your house and it's the equivalent of seven years of your electric bill. You could Go to the bank, take out a loan for whatever your electric bill is for seven years. Pay for the whole of solar energy, and the payment of the bank is the equivalent of what your what your electric bill was. But now you no longer have electric bill. Totally pay for within seven years. It costs you absolutely nothing. Plus you get rebates from the government, and then you have free energy for the next twenty or thirty years.
2: And just oh, imagine how that can transform Africa or India or any of the places God, that we're yes. talking about it, it will absolutely will
3: over there you need a 100 watt panel which is maybe three feet tall by 18 inches wide of solar cells to operate a whole household here in the United States you need the whole rooftop because <laughs> the amount of extra energy we, we have but over there with that you could you have enough for one computer or a little TV a light bulb and a little electric outlet for something else.
2: And that is so much more than they have. You know, I noticed in many of the orphans' residences that I went in, they had uh, a battery, a car battery, hooked up to some some wires that only turned on one light for 12 children. That's correct. And And that would be a lucky place. That was a lucky place. That was a very lucky place, except... They had to walk about two miles straight down the mountain to get to water, mm-hmm. which was surrounded by mosquitoes carrying malaria so
3: there's um, a new invention
2: out, and
3: uh rock rock entertainment has it, and they're going to bring it out. They've been developing it with some other geniuses it's a box that's maybe two and a half feet wide by eighteen inches uh, long, let us say its height is oh probably a foot and a half, and you could put any kind of water in it. Whether you urinate in it, whether you put polluted water, any kind of water goes in it. And it all works off the sun. It totally purifies the water, enough water for eight families to live in a box that small. And their goal is to be able to produce them for no more than $150 that they could sell it for, and not sell it to make a giant profit in Africa, to sell it for no profit, but to get it over there so people can have fresh water. Isn't that unique?
2: Those are incredible ways that we can help. And and the thing is that you've mentioned and that I now know we can go into those communities and work with the people they are not connected to the government. We don't have to worry about corruption and someone taking something from us we can actually get it into the hands of the communities, that it will save their lives.
3: That is so true, because there is so much corruption over there. It's appalling. So much corruption. So you definitely, I think, through private groups doing it, far exceeds the government. I mean, governments have good intentions, but when you go through all the, shall we say, the stealing of money, Mm -hmm. many, many, many tiers over there, what gets to the people is very, very little. And also, a lot of the bureaucracies they put together are totally inefficient. So you can have 5,000 people working on a project where you only need three people. They're that inefficient in some
2: areas. (laughs) I saw saw that. I visited with government over there to find out what they were doing. And I also saw some of our big, big, big groups that were over there, UNICEF and a number of places. Um, A lot of those were tied to the big bureaucracies, and so they probably weren't as effective as the groups that were non-governmental. What are some of the uh, uh, opportunities that people have? How can people hook up with the work that you're doing, John-Paul?
3: Well, the work we're doing, we just pay for ourselves. If they want to check it out, go online. and uh, If you're computer literate, which I am not, by the way, uh, (laughs) if you go online to foodforafrica.com, Or go online for Paul Mitchell or Mm -hmm. com, and you'll go to our philanthropy part, and it'll tie you right into some of these things. But the way people get involved is to start right now in your own community, smiling at someone, picking up that piece of paper, telling somebody that it's something good. (laughs) Don't yell at your kids. If you're upset with somebody, try and figure it out. Instead of being upset with them or being mad at them, start in your own community and then look at how you could branch out and do a little something for a foreign country.
2: Mm-hmm. Those are wonderful opportunities for all of us, certainly.
3: But don't go jumping up right now, if you're a listener, and say, okay, my life sucks, my community sucks, but I'm going to help out Africa.
0: Do something
3: <laughs> at home first, a little something. Then you go online or you get involved with other things that help the rest of the planet out. But you've got to start the process at home. Otherwise, you're doing it just to say, hey, I'm all around good guy, and you're not walking the walk. It's like Ed Begley, Jr. is an actor, but he's one of the most environmental people I know. 30, Twenty years ago, he had a bicycle he would pedal to get the electricity for his house. And, and had the first electric car that I knew of. He's a guy that walked that walk. So if you really want to help people out, start with your own community. You know, it doesn't take money, it takes a smile, pick something else, volunteer to do something locally, and then attach yourself to something in Africa or another country. Then you get global. But don't forget your own home base.
2: You know, I saw an article about Ed, and uh, his wife was saying that sometimes he just goes a little bit overboard for her.
3: <laughs> yeah, he does, but he's a great guy. He is and a great guy. He does, but he is he's a super human being, one super guy. Uh, I've known this man for years, and he's a guy that walks the walk more than anybody I know. Just a fabulous, fabulous fellow.
2: What a wonderful role model he is, that's oh, yeah. for sure. That is for sure. Yeah, I've read a lot about what he does, and, and and always I think to myself I have to do something else because of what I've read. And one of the things that people can start with that a lot of people maybe aren't as active in is just recycling. Something as simple as recycling yep. the things that we use. Very or, good. or purchasing recycled material. It It keeps us, you know, it saves the environment, and it saves from using precious resources that we take from other places.
3: Yeah, the greener we can possibly go, the better. And uh, that is correct. I I think we're going to see in the future more people, instead of buying new cars, more people keeping their cars running a little bit longer and not getting involved in that waste. And I think green is definitely going to be a way of the future. People want to help out, and that's another way to help out. Get involved with companies. Buy stuff from companies that care about the planet. Buy stuff from them. Because if they care about the planet, chances are whatever's in that product has something to do with caring about the planet or is going to contribute to it and, uh, and demand it. I know when we uh, got rid of our super beautiful, by the way, it was a... H2 Hummer when they started coming out with hybrids. We got rid of and said, oh my God, we're going to get rid of this Hummer, but what the heck. And we didn't have to because we could pay for gas if we wanted to, but we didn't think it was right. And we went out and bought ourselves a hybrid SUV. We had so much fun. We were driving around high as a kite on it had just <laughs> as, by the way, it had just as much power and it was twice as efficient. Not that there's anything wrong with Hummer, you know, owners, you know, bless you if you have a Hummer, but because uh, we had one, you know, we had a couple for a few years years. But when you start doing things that make the world a better place to live, it makes you feel better. It's a great high. It's kind of like this. And I'm a child of the 60s, so I know what it's Mm -hmm. like getting high. But when you do something for somebody else, not asking anything in return, the high you get inside exceeds any high you'll ever get. It's a wonderful thing to do. And it makes you feel really good as well as you're doing the right thing. But it makes you feel good too.
2: Absolutely. With your hair products, What did you do with the plastic that you use? How did you become environmentally uh, safe?
3: started out Paul Mitchell back in 1980, we were the first company to ever go to the public and say, we don't test on animals and you don't have to. And our competitors were very pissed off at us because they test on animals and told us that we were endangering people's lives, which is the biggest bunch of baloney in the world. From there, because we had very little money when we started out, we said as soon as we could buy recycled plastic or any portion of it, we'll start buying it. It was interesting. In the 1980s going to 1990s, we could only get enough recycled plastic for about I think it was 10 or 15 percent of the bottles that we make now I believe it's up to about 25 percent something like that in other words in our country the United States of America and we're a US company we like to buy in the United States people don't recycle as much as they should Japan for example is, I believe 80% of everything they have there that they use, they recycle, which is amazing. The United States doesn't, but it's on its way. And we're a company that believes in making our products in the United States of America and using everything we possibly can U.S. with our liquid hair care products. And that's what we do. And, again, our country is a little bit behind right now on recycling, but they're catching up.
2: Well, you know what? That's great, because now we can tell our listeners that we can all start with recycling. You sure can. And that's a simple a area that we can all idea. start in, and idea. and that's going to help everyone in oh, yeah. the environment. I think a lot of people think that, oh, my gosh, I don't want to recycle this, because everyone is recycling. And they probably, they probably just take a, we'll pass it on to someone else, uh, uh, responsibility, and... Uh, Boy, that's information that I didn't know. I did not know that we were behind in recycling.
3: Yep, we sure aren't.
2: That is very interesting. Like well, John Paul,
3: I a lot to Japanese for saying, "Well, you guys—not all Japanese—but the Japanese still hunt whales on the open sea illegally and kill whales, right? But on the other hand, they're great recyclers, <laughs> <laughs> and we support the Sea Shepherd. We're totally anti-killing whales on the high seas, and we support that. We support the Sea Shepherd. But it's interesting how you know even a community that will kill whales uh, still, on the other hand, recycles you know more than our country does. So interesting. That-
2: that's very interesting. Well, the world somehow balances out, and the one thing that you said earlier that I will agree with you 100%, anything that we do anywhere in the world affects the whole world. That's correct. Whether you do it here or you do it across the sea, it makes no difference. And what we do for another, we do for ourselves. Uh-huh. John Paul, I want to thank you so much for being on the show with us and What's for you, all the great work that you're doing and... Uh, I look forward to seeing the work that you do in the future, and uh, you're a role model for all of us.
3: And check out in 2009 our new ad campaign that talks about saving the world's animals and the world's people, and we do it together as a community. It'll we'll hit all the magazines come March of next year, and it'll be in every major magazine that's out there.
2: That is excellent. Well, thank you so you much, bet. and I will be talking with you in the future, I'm sure. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. That's been our guest, and uh, what, a, what a wonderful role model. We'll be right back with uh, our next guest in two minutes. We'll talk to you then.
0: The Healing Formula is an all-natural OTC wound care formula developed for bed sores and other chronic wounds. The Healing Formula was invented by a home care nurse and is 100% guaranteed. Please visit our website at www.healingformula.com or call us at 800-357-2944. That's (laughs) 800-357-2944.
1: attention parents and grandparents the world's greatest children's book author Brian D. McClure brings you two books The Raindrop and The Sun and the Moon both available at Amazon.com and UniversalFlag.com the entire family has been waiting for these books by both The Raindrop and The Sun and the Moon by Brian D. McClure and your children and grandchildren will be inspired, entertained and educated by the messages and illustrations contained within For more information, go to www.universalflag.com. The Universal Flag is a symbol that represents our global community, transcending differences while honoring the uniqueness and commonality of all people. The Universal Flag companies have reached out to over 67 countries because half our world, 3 billion people, live on less than a dollar a day. Brian D. McClure's mission is to spread this symbol globally to inspire and give hope to people in need. Make a donation today to the people who need it most. Help global empowerment prosper through the Universal Flag Companies and make a donation now. For more information, go to www.universalflag.com. That's universalflag.com.
2: Hi, and welcome back to A Call to Consciousness. This is your host, Brian McClure. Our next guest is Martin Morissette, and Martin is with The Healing Formula. Martin, welcome to the show.
4: Hi, Brian. How are you doing?
2: Very good. How are you?
4: Not too bad.
2: Excellent. So tell us about The Healing Formula.
4: Well, The Healing Formula is an all-natural OTC wound care formula developed mainly for pressure sores, uh, decubitus ulcers. It was developed by a home care nurse with over 30 years' experience. And the main uh, ingredients are uh, certified organic aloe vera and uh, hydrogen peroxide and Irish moss. Mm-hmm.
2: And so, tell us the types of people that get those sores.
4: Well, um, people that are dis- disabled, um, elderly, of course, in nursing homes. Uh, someone injured in an accident, uh, a lot of times they uh, they just get put in a bed, and uh, if they don't get moved enough, they'll get a, a serious bed sore. You can get a, a serious bed sore in as little as seven days.
2: What does a serious bed sore look like?
4: Well, uh, it starts out as just a, a real red spot, and if the pressure's not addressed, uh, if you don't get the pressure off the area, uh, it'll crack and turn into an ulcer. And then it's really hard to heal.
2: So is the red blood that's just below the skin?
4: Yes. It's it's the uh, the, the subcutaneous tissues being destroyed uh, from pressure is where you get that redness. And then, like I said, eventually it'll crack and turn into an ulcer and open up. And uh, even a stage 1 bed, bed sore can be very painful and dangerous even.
2: And is that mostly for people that are older or...
4: Well no uh, uh it's a, a lot for uh, people that are in wheelchairs or people that uh that are are injured uh, I mean uh uh Christopher Reeves uh I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you're aware of that but uh, he died from a an infection from a bed sore. You're kidding me. No, you didn't know that?
2: No, I didn't.
4: Yeah, uh there was a little tiny uh paragraph in the People magazine article and that's what he died from, an infection from a bed sore. So it shows you how hard they are to heal and how dangerous they can be.
2: So how does the healing formula work?
4: Well, the healing formula works uh, from the inside out, oxygenating the, the affected area. It stops infection right away. Uh, everyone tells us it helps with the pain, and uh, it promotes healing. Uh, and and it will actually fill in. If you have a stage 4 bed sore, which is a kind of a crater, it will fill that in with all new tissue.
2: Do bed sores bleed, or what? Do, what do they ooze?
4: They well, they, usually they ooze some kind of a, like a, a discharge, like a yellowy discharge, and that's that's a sign of infection. And we've even seen them with uh, with gangrene. But this formula is not just for bed sores. It's it's also uh, excellent for uh, for any kind of wound, but also the the serious wounds like diabetic ulcers. And also MRSA. It's an excellent topical solution for MRSA, which is uh, really becoming a problem. You know, the antibiotic-resistant staff that's raging through hospitals and nursing homes.
2: How long does it take for this formula to work?
4: Um, it, well, it depends on you know the the patient, uh, their their nutrition, their. Their age, their their health, you know, but uh, typically we can heal a, a bed sore in in in, uh, in under six weeks. That's that's you know the the most it should take uh, four to six weeks.
2: At the same time that you're applying this formula, do you have to also move the people?
4: Of course, yes. They, uh, I mean, a good caregiver will will move someone several times throughout the day. Uh, if they become really immobile, they should be moved every two hours.
2: And what other types of wounds or injuries does this healing formula work on?
4: Well, like I mentioned, uh, diabetic ulcers, uh, MRSA, uh, which is a...
2: What's a diabetic ulcer?
4: A diabetic ulcer, um, people with uh, really bad diabetes, they lose circulation in their legs, and Mm -hmm. they'll get get ulcers uh, in their legs, and it's from poor circulation, and they're really hard to heal, uh, probably about as hard as bed sores to heal, but this works really good on them. And how did you get involved with this? Well, uh, I, I know the inventor, uh, Janice She was the inventor of. Uh, she was the home care nurse that developed the the original formula. And I got involved in 1999. Uh, we developed a, a website and, and packaging, and we've made several improvements to the to the product. And, and now we have the, the latest, which is uh, the best that we've ever we've ever had.
2: Now is this is this certified?
4: It's it's manufactured under FDA uh, guidelines. It's GMP uh uh certified. But it's it's still a natural product. It's mm-hmm. not it's not a an FDA approved uh, product because as you know only a drug can be sure. FDA approved. But it is manufactured under GMP uh, FDA uh, licensing guidelines.
2: And is there any age restrictions on it?
4: No, we uh, we have a four-year-old. We've been using it on him since he was a little baby. Uh, it's it's um, all natural. It's really gentle. You can use it on, on babies and, and the elderly uh, and anywhere in between. Um, and it's also, I should mention, it's also great for just regular wounds, uh, cuts, burns, uh, rashes. We have a lot of people using it for uh, like eczema and psoriasis.
2: And so with babies, uh, diaper rash?
4: Diaper rash, you know, that's a good question. I I don't know. I, I think there's something, uh, I don't know if we've ever tried it for that, to be honest. That's a good no, that's, question.
2: That's something we should check into. Yeah. Now, if people want to buy the formula, how can they do that?
4: Our website is uh, healingformula.com, is one of our websites. Uh, but you can get all the information you need at healingformula.com. It's kind of a, a work in progress. It's got an older picture of the, of the product on there, but, uh, there's a lot of information there. There's, there's wound care pictures. Uh, there's a lot of testimonials.
2: And, you know, are you national? Do you, do you mail the product to people?
4: Oh yeah, we're, uh. We're, we're national and we're we 're getting ready to take it to international we 're trying to get uh, someone to translate the the website so it can be picked up in foreign search engines and and all that kind of stuff
2: and how much does the product cost
4: um, it's really reasonable. Uh, we have an eight ounce and a sixteen ounce bottle the eight ounce retails for fourteen ninety five and the sixteen ounce is twenty four ninety five which is a lot of A lot of uh, product. Um, So how
2: long does 8 ounces last me?
4: Well, it it depends on what you're using it for, but in the case of, uh, say, a bed sore, what you're going to do, the way you're going to pack a a wound, and it doesn't have to be a bed sore, any kind of wound, uh, MRSA, uh, is you're going to make a wet to dry dressing. So what I usually tell people is to get like a Tupperware bowl with a lid so you can ke- keep reusing it, as long as it's just for one patient. Um, you you uh, you soak the soak gauze in the formula enough to, w- say we're talking about a bed sore, enough to fill that, that hole. You soak the gauze in the formula, squeeze out the excess, and carefully pack it to the top, and cover that with a dry dressing, and then seal it with paper tape, and you change that twice a day.
2: And... If it is just a, a a burn, let's say, or what 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 kind of burn would you put this on?
4: Um, like kitchen burns, um, we've had people tell us that uh, if you get it right on a burn right away that it uh, it won't it won't even scar I mean you won't even be able to tell where it was and I, I I have a lot of people that that keep a bottle in the fridge just for for that kind of uh, situation, so it's right there, you know and it's cold and it's handy and
2: do people usually store it in the refrigerator?
4: You should you should after you open it, yeah, store it in the refrigerator.
2: Okay. And is that after the first use or before?
4: Um what was that?
2: Is that after the first use or do you refrigerate it when you get it?
4: No, no, just after you open it and start using it, yeah. Excellent. It doesn't have to be cold, no. But okay. if you're gonna if you're gonna use some of it and then not use it for a while, I usually suggest they put it that they put it in a uh, the refrigerator. And I should I wanted to mention too, we have a, a brand new product getting ready to come out for uh, hospitals, and I'm gonna try and get it into drugstores. It's a, a prepackaged uh, gauze uh, product impregnated with the healing formula, kind of a you know a rip open uh, aluminum uh, uh, package type thing. Mm-hmm. It, it will be for I'm hoping it will be used for uh, for MRSA, and, uh, and we have a couple of hospitals in uh, on the East Coast that are using the Healing Formula already for uh, for all of their wound care.
2: Tell tell us for all of us listeners who don't know, tell us what MRSA is and how that works.
4: MRSA is the uh, antibiotic uh, resistant staph infection that is it's killing people uh, left and right in hospitals. Uh, um, I've heard from several people that have had relatives that went into a hospital uh, for a simple little surgery or, or a procedure, and they got this MRSA, and they got deathly sil- sick or, or even died. And, and it's, it's a big problem. It's, uh, it, you know, it's from, it's from uh, the overuse of antibiotics is what it's from.
2: You know, I've seen that. So where would you put the formula to heal MRSA?
4: Like I like I mentioned, the same type of uh, dressing, a wet to dry dressing, enough to cover the 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 wound, the the part of the wound. You still with MRSA, you have a you you can have a, a blood infection, and you still have to address that. And uh, there's ways, natural ways to do that. With uh, there's there's great uh, uh, nano. Uh, colloidal silver products now there's one called super silver you may have heard of it Mm -hmm. if you use that in conjunction with the healing formula MRSA is not a problem
2: okay you know I I was familiar with the internal MRSA I didn't know that there was an external MRSA
4: well yeah that's it it usually uh, uh, exhibits itself as a as a rash as a as a some kind of sometimes uh, it looks like a spider bite it's it's different uh, with different people and it can be passed uh, uh, through the family and it has been I've I actually know a family that uh, just about everybody in the family c- uh, caught it
2: How does your formula work with sunburn?
4: With Sunburn um, I don't I'm I don't personally don't think that it works. Well for sunburn uh, Sunburn is a different type of burn. Uh, what I recommend for just sunburn is just straight aloe vera mm-hmm. aloe vera is and we've used aloe vera uh for lots of things internally and uh, externally over the years um i personally had a uh an ulcer a bleeding ulcer uh stomach ulcer i got rid of uh drinking aloe vera years ago and i, I fully believe in the in the healing powers of uh of aloe vera and what we've combined it with uh which is uh, basically uh liquid oxygen you know hydrogen peroxide
1: mhm
4: it um, works, works really well.
2: That's interesting. So you combined aloe vera with a liquid oxygen, and that's what we're rubbing
4: Hydrogen into percent, our skin. Yeah.
2: Very interesting. Very interesting. So, again, if we want to take a look at this product, we can see it at what website?
4: It's uh, healingformula.com.
2: Do you have an 800 number?
4: We have an 800 number. It's 800 357
2: 800-357-2944. And why don't you give that number again?
4: It's 800-357-2944. And the website is HealingFormula.com. And we also have a website. It's the same website. It's BedsoreSolutions.com. Uh, HealingFormula.com is a lot easier to remember.
2: But if we had bed sores and we Googled uh, Bedsore Solutions, do you come up on Google? Oh,
4: yeah. You'll, you'll we'll be on the first page for bedsore solutions. <laughs> for bedsore treatment, I think we're in the second page.
2: I'm knocking on wood now because I've never had a bed sore, but just in case I do have a bed sore, <laughs> I need to get some of this stuff.
4: Well, just call, I'll send you a free bottle.
2: There you go. There you go. Well, Martin, thank you so much for being on our show and telling us about the healing formula. Well, well, and uh
4: for having us. thanks for having us on i really appreciate it
2: i wish you continued success in getting your product out there and helping to uh heal people
4: yeah i should mention i'd like to mention too we 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 just started a uh, last year we started a private charitable foundation and it's my my goal to be able to supply this uh to uh, anyone that can't afford it uh through this foundation the Source solutions foundation
2: fantastic
4: yeah we're, we're still trying to get funding for that but uh, we're, we're hopeful
2: Excellent. Well, thank you very much, and we wish you success in the continuing work that you're doing. And for all you listeners, thanks for listening. We're going to see you next week on A Call to Consciousness. Until then, stay conscious. Thanks.
5: Tom Hartman here. My wife and I were thinking of buying new furniture and we thought why buy new? Why not reupholster our old furniture instead? After all, it's built better. It's better for the environment. And we thought about Riviera. Let Riviera reupholster your sofa, chair or loveseat. They can take any piece of furniture and give it a whole new look with over 10,000 fabrics to choose from. And did you know that Riviera can also refinish your favorite dining table or other wood furniture? They do it all by hand, and nobody beats the quality of their craftsmen. Listen to this. Here's a special offer. Riviera is in the final weeks of their 70th anniversary sale. The first 70 callers today will get 70% off the labor on either upholstery or wood refinishing. Get ready to call. The first 70 callers will get 70% off the labor. Call 1-800-5555. 1-800-55-COVER. Call one 800 cover Call now 1-800-55-COVER. Is your credit score holding you back? Are you paying more for everything just because you don't have
3: perfect credit? Well, it's not your fault. Credit card companies are doing everything they can
5: to keep you in debt and never let you escape. But I've got a system. Eight. my wife and I are shouting for joy
3: right now. Hi, I'm John Commuta, creator of the Transforming Debt into Wealth system. My system doesn't just fix your credit score, it will permanently rebuild your
5: credit status so it can never come back to haunt you again. It works no matter how bad your credit is or how much debt you have.
1: Our credit score was in the low 600s and now we're at 780.
5: You
3: can wipe the slate clean once and for all. Call right now and I'll rush you my free tape. For your free tape, call 1-800-900-3142. That's 1-800-900-3142. 1-800-900-3142.
5: This is my way to learn Spanish. This is my way to learn French. My way to learn Russian. Italian. Japanese. My way. My way. Chinese. My way to learn a foreign language. The best way to learn a foreign language is your way. Rosetta Stone invites you to try absolutely free a software program developed around the way you think and the way you learn, the same way you learned your first language. In fact, it's been recognized as the fastest, easiest way to learn a language, guaranteed. It's totally my way to learn Spanish. No classrooms, no boring drills, no useless memorization. It's a learning program that works around you, not the other way around. And right now you can try it absolutely positively free with a free demo CD-ROM.
1: Free. That's definitely
5: my way. Try Rosetta Stone for free by calling 1-800-500-3630. 1-800-500-3630. For your free demo, call 1-800-500-3630. 1-800-500-3630. Now
1: boarding, Emirates nonstop from Los Angeles to Dubai.
5: Hmm.
2: Now the only thing between me and Dubai
1: is a gourmet meal, a nice glass of wine,
5: and all these movies with time to actually watch them.
1: Finally, one flight to Dubai with zero stops along the way.
5: Emirates introduces the first non-stop flight from Los Angeles to Dubai, bringing the world right to your doorstep. For details or to book online, visit emirates.com/usa. Fly Emirates. Keep discovering.
3: Looking for an economical getaway to Vegas? Call 1-800-4-CIRCUS or book online at circuscircus.com with weekday rates starting at $41 and weekend rates starting at $89 per night. Circus Circus, the best value on the Las Vegas Strip. How much could you be saving on car insurance? Three, four, five hundred dollars dollars $500? There's a real easy way to find out. Just go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO.
4: K-Talk AM 1150.
1: Progressive is the new mainstream. KTFK.